in for such a treat on this episode with my good friend and client, Ebony Williams. Ebony is a personal trainer, certified holistic nutritionist, and a thyroid disease coach. She is on a mission to help individuals, specifically women, learn how to live a healthy, happy, and joy-filled life through food, fitness, and fun. She also works as a supervisor at Johns Hopkins Medicine in the Clinical Information Systems Education Department. And on today's episode, we talked about so many different pieces that are related to sales, including why she struggled to sell, even though she was a door-to-door salesman back in New York, which to be totally honest, I didn't even know before we actually uh, started this conversation. The gut punch that she got from someone super close to her that got her really evaluating and serious about her business in a whole new different way. Why she needed to get so serious about selling and what happened in order for her to be able to live that happy, healthy, joy-filled life for herself and how she helps her clients. And I'm so excited for you to hear all about all of those things that we just dropped in this episode, including how she's making more sales even now during times of crisis. This and so much more, my friend, is waiting for you on the other side. So go ahead and grab your paper, grab your pen. This is going to be a great one. Ebony, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with us your journey, your story, and a little bit more about what it is that you do. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here with you today. Awesome. So let's share, I mean, I've shared your your official bio, but I think people would love to hear from you, right? Like, what is it that inspired you to do what you do? How do you help people? And what made you decide to take the leap to start your own business? Well, I have Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune disease that affects your thyroid gland. And I remember just going through it and being undiagnosed for years. And I actually started experiencing symptoms of my, in my teenage years, but it was just touted as me being a hormonal teenager. Oh, that's normal. But in real life, I'm a really calm person. <laughs> so I think that should have been an indicator to my family. Like, wait a minute, like, what is this? And you know, I, I suffered. I wasn't getting enough oxygen to my brain. I My joints hurt. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't remember anything. And I just remember thinking, I don't want anyone else to have to suffer through this. And at the time, and this is going on 12 to 13 years ago now, there wasn't a lot of information out there about Hashimoto's disease. So I was kind of on my own and that's really what made me think I got to get this information out there. And I actually found the post that I put on Instagram. I remember writing it out and saying, you know, if I started a blog about my journey with my disease, like, would you guys be interested in that? And it it's just, it's really taken off from there because I started my podcast and I remember sitting on the ground near my closet thinking like, all right, uh, there are a lot of other big names out there that (laughs) 
already have talked about thyroid diseases. Like what is little old me going to bring to the table? And, you know, my ex-husband was like, I mean, that's great that they have that, but it's you, you're what's different. And I just remember going, oh, you got a point there. Like I'm an athlete. I am a high performer, high achiever. <laughs> and, you know, at the time I was, I mean, I still am in my nine to five. So I have all those things going. I was diagnosed technically at 21, but I experienced symptoms in my teens. So like I can relate to a lot of different type of people who have the same thing. And only I can share that story or that experience. So that's kind of how I got started. Amazing. And I think a lot of people can relate, right? In terms of not feeling qualified or feeling like it's a bit redundant, the information that you're sharing. Um, You shared a little bit about how just simply asking your audience and inviting them into the conversation and allowing them to participate by asking if you could add value with a blog post. And that kind of ballooned into the start of of your podcast. And we'll um, add the link to Ebony's show down below on the show notes. Um, But can you tell us a little bit about like from, because I mean, from blog post to full-fledged business, (laughs) there's got to be more steps involved, right? (laughs) And so, and because we had, when we met, you, where were you in your business journey? Can you share a little bit about like what happened along the way and where were you and what you had tried when we had originally connected? Yeah. So at that point I was, I mean, we were in a different group at the time and I said, okay, I want to start working with people one-on-one because I enjoy that aspect of it. I I didn't really know what that would look like to do a course or anything like that to do a one-to-many kind of model. And the problem was, I think I was about a year and a half, two years, almost at that point in my business. And I remember just thinking, okay, all I'm hearing is marketing and sales and funnels and all these things. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with service-based businesses. Everyone was talking about products and, you know, I I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm being very honest because I'm confused with all of the messages out there. And I'm like, I don't know where to start yeah. at all. <laughs> but you had been in business for a year and a half at that point. So what had you been spending your time on? So doing all the things <laughs> and not really focusing on the one thing that I knew that I needed to do. Mm. And that was actually selling. Mm. <laughs> That's when I realized, hmm. I got a problem here. Yeah. Yeah. And so how did you come to that realization? Because I mean, um, you had your business for a year and a half. Did you have clients at that point? How are you helping people? Um, were you generating an income from your business? Were you, or were you spending more uh, going out and in, in investments versus what you were actually making? 
So it was definitely a lot of investments in, in terms of trying to understand, all right, if I do this, I want to do it the right way. And clients were coming in, but they were like far and few between. And also at the time, I was really focused more so on helping my ex-husband with his business. And the interesting part is that because I was investing in doing all these things from a business perspective, his business was thriving. And I remember thinking like, okay, if I could do this for him, what would happen if I actually went all in in my own business? And that's when I started to realize that I that the, the tables had to turn. And I don't say that in a selfish way because plenty of partners work together and, and it's great, but that wasn't necessarily the case for me at the time. And I kind of thought it was selfish if I really and truly focused on me and what I needed to do. But I also needed to change my mindset around that too. Hmm. That's amazing. Well, and I think it's very interesting that a couple of things, right? Like that you had focused so much time and dedication in building somebody else's business, although they were your partner at the time, it's still, it was still somebody else's dream and their thing. And you had kind of pushed yours a little bit to the back burner, but also alongside that you had realized that all the things that you were trying, all the things that you were learning really were kind of distractions. It sounds like Mm -hmm. for you to be able to continue to avoid having to sell. So tell me a little bit more about, (laughs) you know, your, your sales experience and, and why you decided, like, what made you go enough is enough. I have to learn how to sell. The time is now because it sounds like there you were still able to to make things work mm-hmm. while you were doing the thing that you were doing and you have a successful nine to five. So what made you go, the time is now, I have to do this and I have to learn how to sell? So two and a half things. So the first was realizing that very thing that you said, I was... I was fueling someone else's fire and adding to someone else's dream. And I, I was like, I, this isn't, this isn't going to work. And then the second thing or one and a half was that I did door to door sales when I lived in New York and I hated it. I absolutely positively (laughs) hated it with a passion If anybody ever tries to make me do that again, I will kick, I will scream, and I will boycott. And it was such a negative experience for me. And in my head, I was like, that's what I associated selling with. It was was that yucky, sleazy, I'm going to get ran out of a business. But yet I saw my colleagues like celebrating and ringing bells. I'm like, what are you ringing a bell for? Like, we just got chased out of five stores. So like, I was just like, I'm not into this. I'm walking on the side of the road trying to get home. I didn't feel well. I was like dizzy. I was nauseous. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And who thinks that this is fun? So that, that was that. And then when I went to do my taxes that year, uh, of course, I was doing everything and the accountant was like, so what are we doing here? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm giving you receipts. I'm giving you documents. Like, here's what I invested in. And she was like, no, no, like, you're not really making money. 
So what are we doing? And wow. when she did, when she said that, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, well, that was a gut punch. And I remember crying that night because I'm like, well, she's right. Like something has to change. Otherwise, this is a really expensive hobby. And ain't nobody got time for no expensive hobbies. Like, that's great if that's what I decided that I wanted to do, but it wasn't. So I was like, okay, um, Houston, we have a problem and I need to figure this out. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Like how powerful, right? Just to have a reality check. And I think oftentimes we don't get that um, kind guidance, let's say, (laughs) from somebody who has our best interests at heart, but is also an impartial bystander. Like she had no uh, real motive to, to say that to you other than like, here are the real cold, hard facts around the situation. Like the data is right here in black and white. And you have an opportunity here to really shift and make a difference and make a go of this but the way that you're currently doing this is not the way. It's not the path. It's it's clearly not the formula for success. So tell us a little bit about, because I think in the face of hearing that, a lot of business owners, I mean, the statistics don't lie. A lot of folks pack it up and they just call it quits, right? They just say, it's not for me. It's way too hard. I'm done. And we know that the failure rate for small business owners, especially in the first three years of being open, is very high. The majority don't make it through. So it's really interesting to me that instead of saying, okay, yeah, like I don't think I'm going to be able to do this, you instead decided to take it as an opportunity to say, kind of watch me and I'm going to prove you wrong and let's really make a go of this when to be to be totally frank, I mean, you have a really good paying nine to five job. For a lot of folks, it's almost like, why bother? So tell me a little bit about why, why was it so important for you to get your business going and to prove your accountant wrong and to start generating um, money more consistently in, in your business? Yeah. So one, I'm very competitive and honestly, it, 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 it partially comes from just that grit that I've always had from the time that I was a child. And, you know, I grew up where my father was a drug addict. My mom was trying to support that. My brother was just out living life, doing what he needed to do to survive. And when I would get those little gut checks along the way, I was like, all right, well, let me just dig deep, hanker down and get it done. And the other thing was I, (laughs) I chuckle when I think about this because I remember having a dream about a star forming and, you know, when you have all of that potential energy and like, it's almost like this little ball and the energy is just moving and moving and moving and moving. And all of a sudden, boom, all of the right things happen at the right time in order for us to visually see that star. And that's how I had been feeling for a long time. And I said, I have to put this energy to use. And if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. And I know that there are people out there that I can serve and I just have to put my pride aside 
and do it for them. Because at the end of the day, if you're in business, your intent should be to serve and not to get all the accolades and all these things that everyone is always out boasting and bragging about. Like that's not what it's about. It's about that that one person and that's who I've started to really and truly think about. And it doesn't matter if I sell one or five things. It was a it, it was about that one person that reached out to me and said, Ebony, you have no idea how much you helped me. And that keeps me going because ironically, right after I got that email and that and had the call with my accountant, I had someone listen that had listened to my podcast go, Oh my God, thank you so much for this. And I was like, okay, let's um let's do this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love it. It's, you know, it makes it very real. And especially I love the fact that you have been so open and transparent with your audience um, and really being able to experience this with them as you've evolved and your journey has shifted. So tell us a little bit about, cause I know, you know, you had shared that you were overwhelmed, you had heard all of these things, you had done all of these things, you were doing all the things, and you had been working with other mentors and, and programs and investments. So help, help everybody understand a little bit about, because I mean, you had a, a negative background with sales. Mm-hmm. You came to this realization of, I have to learn how to sell. So Walk us through, like, what did, how did you decide what your next steps would look like? Because a lot of folks wouldn't necessarily do what you did. So I guess my question to you is, how did, how did you decide that you wanted my help and support? Or how did we meet in amongst this whole decision-making process that you had, uh, had come to? So the first thing was, I'm a watcher. Mm. So I am very observant. I may not always speak initially, but I notice everything. My my parents and my family hate that quality in me, but it saves their, it's, I mean, it saved my dad's life in the case, but we'll probably talk about that too. Um, but I had been watching you and paying very close attention to the things that you said. And I had one on your website and I very, if I'm being very polite about it, but Frank, at the same time, I did stalk you a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. Because like I, I, for me, if after doing that observation and I realized that you're a good person, that you have the information that I need and you present it in a way that I can understand, I'm going all in, period. And I think that's when we were actually at another conference and you know, it was something that I was praying about if I should even go to that event in the first place. And as soon as it happened, you like, I don't know who, if someone like posted on Facebook and it moved your post, I don't know how it happened besides hashtag God. But I saw that and I was like, oh, Susan, I'll be your partner. Yes. And, you know, over time listening to you and then realizing like, she makes this easy. There's something about her that I connect with. And once I had that initial conversation with you, I was like, okay, she gets me. We're very similar. I understand how she presents information. It's She's talking about service-based business, which is what I am. 
cool. Like once I have my observations, I watch, I pay attention, I make a decision, I don't waver. Like I, I just don't. So I think, I think it's really interesting for everybody who, if, so if you're listening to this right now, because I often get a lot of people and I'm, you have asked me this as well, you know, when you can't see evidence, when you, when you don't know that somebody is following you or listening to you or that you're making an impact because they're not always the ones that are liking your content or um, showing up or the most vocal. They're not the ones that comment or respond back to you. But there are a lot of folks just like what Ebony had shared here that are watching, that are stalking you, that are doing everything behind the scenes to really pay attention and see are you consistent? Are you actually in integrity with what you do and you say, and you are? And I think that's really important for all of us to remember that as we do the work that we do and that as we are selling, um, that is not just about the sale. And yes, I know you're here because you want to hear the full story. You want to know how she got from A to Z. And we're definitely going to you know, give you more of the details on that. But I think it's really important to recognize that we don't always see the fruits of our labor right away. Like it's when we're planting those seeds, sometimes we, we have to wait a while and it doesn't always show up right away. And if we stop doing them, then we don't give those seeds an opportunity to, uh, to actually plant and grow. And I think that is the critical thing that I appreciate so much about how we first met because I, I didn't even know who you were. Like I didn't, I didn't know that I had made this impact even before our first conversation. Like I remember you saying something to that effect. And I, I just was in wonderment, like, what? I, you already know who I am. And so never underestimate the impact that you have. And that's why a lot of the previous episodes, we've talked about building no like and trust and relationships and really connecting with individuals, because I think it's really important that we don't lose sight of that above and beyond the sale. It's really about the people that we're here to serve, which you also shared as well. So tell us a little bit about um, kind of where you are now, because we've heard about, you know, you, the start of your business a year and a half, still not making any money. And so what's happened for you recently? Um, you are competitive. So did you, <laughs> did you set a goal for yourself? Are you, I guess, two things, right? I think people want to know, A, have you left your nine to five? B, how's your business doing? And C, um, what's kind of coming up next for you? Yeah, so... A, I have not left my nine to five yet. And the reason for that is I work in healthcare. And a lot of what I do in healthcare keeps me fresh on how to help my clients. Mm. So I have designed my day and my business around making sure that I'm staying healthy from a mindset perspective and a business perspective so that once I'm done with work, I have a very clear separation of the two. So that's that part. And I'm also making so many more. It's 10 times easier for me to have an advisory board of physicians, nurses, therapists, or what have you, because I'm connected there. So the two kind of go in hand for me. And 
Then the next thing is in terms of my business, I didn't set it from a monetary perspective just yet. And here's why. So I wanted to be able to understand, okay, from a service perspective, A, how can I make this fun? And B, based upon what you've taught us, how do I make this simple and easy so that I can put all those systems in place so that when it's time for the revenue to come in, it's easy. And I know there was a C in there. Oh, where am I going? Okay. So there's that part and where am I going? The rest of my year is planned out in terms of what I want to do and the vital behaviors that I need to have in order to make those things successful. So I have to go back a bit because people might be like, what do you mean you don't have a monetary goal? And there are a couple of reasons for that. One, you may have heard me say husband or ex-husband, still trying to get used to it. But in the last technically two years, but really a year, I've gone through a divorce. And my ex-husband came in while I was on a call with a client and said, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Peace out. Then a month after that, actually not even the end of the month, I find out that my dad's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma return. And then not even two months after that, which we were talking about, um, I find out my dad has stage four colon cancer. So on top of all of that, I had to move. By the way, I got a promotion at work. And um, for all intents and purposes, my life was a mess. But I had to keep going. And within that time frame, I became a certified personal trainer. And then for me, one of the things about my business is to help people live a happy, healthy, and joy-filled life for leg to create that legacy and to, to have that for generations to come. And I do that through food, fitness, and fun. So I can't tell you how to live your life if I'm not doing it myself. So I needed to make sure that I was exercising and moving my body and working on my mental and physical health and emotional health. I went to therapy. I did all those things because I, I have to practice what I preach. And throughout that time, ironically, and, and a lot of stuff is coming to me now as we're talking, I started working on my holistic nutritionist certification. Why are all of these things important for my business? Because you heard me say food, fitness, and fun. So for me, I'm that one-stop shop for my clients. I don't want you to have to go to five different people to get information. I want you to be able to come to me. We discuss multiple things. I stay within my scope of practice, of course, but Again, because I'm in healthcare, it's easy for me to refer out because I have those connections. And now that I'm about to be done with my certification, I've started working on what are those monetary goals that I want for myself because in the background when all those things were going, we were also working. So I was working on all of my products. I was working on fine-tuning all of my services. And in a, in a way, I had to start over. So 
in doing all of that and in working together, what I've learned is that my audience is the most valuable asset that I have. So I use them. I ask them questions like, hey, what do you think about this? Is this something that you're struggling with? And they tell me, and if I'm going to create something, I ask them first. And over the last year, it's also been a lot of market research to see what they want and need. And that is how I've developed all of my products and services. And that's what I'm going to be focused on for the rest of the year. But I have been successful in <laughs> my services and products. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Because I know uh, you mentioned, you know, you ask your audience for what they need. And I know that when we started first started working together, you were really struggling to make sales and to mm -hmm. get them to talk to you. You, 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 I remember distinctly that you said to me, Susan, I think I have the wrong people. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have the right audience. I think I'm talking to um, the wrong individuals. I don't, I don't think they like me. I remember you, you mm -hmm. like, you were almost in tears, just so frustrated. So Tell us a little bit about how did that shift for you, right? Because that's a very, very <laughs> different place where you're in right now than where you were um, yeah. with, and with the same audience, like you didn't change your audience. I did not. So what happened? <laughs> I decided that I could. Mm. I had to change my mindset because what I also had to go back to was Ebony, remember you used to be in that place where they are now. You were guarded. You were cynical. You didn't trust anyone. You were like, oh, here we go again. Somebody else tooting and touting that they know what they're doing. They get my money and then we're done. But I had to understand that. And I used that again to communicate with them to say, aren't you tired of blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh my gosh, yes. And one day I remember getting messages and they're like, oh my gosh. Like, I think it was a post that I was talking about, like, y'all, my family thinks that I'm superwoman. They think that I'm out partying and doing all these things. And meanwhile, I'm right here on the couch. I can't move. My head hurts. My body hurts. My joint hurts. And I feel like I'm 82 and I'm only 22. And just getting all of that feedback, like, oh my God, girl, yes. And I'm like, oh, Hi. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> but it, it was it was having to understand and recognize like you got to go back and think back. Like I I took for granted and and especially now in this time I I took for granted where I was and how far I've come. And again, I prayed about this. I said, God, help me be comfortable being uncomfortable. And sometimes I have to take myself back to that place that I tried to bury deep deep down, but. A lot of a lot of my people are there right now. So I had to go back there and look and see, all right, that's where I was. How do I meet them where they are? And when I would ask them or say certain things, when I would get those responses back, I started using their response in my post to say, aren't you tired of X? What do you think about Y? And the engagement just started to go crazy. And yeah. it, it's just, it, yeah. 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 <laughs> do, you, do you remember uh, what I made you do 
when you said that you didn't feel like they were the right people and that they weren't talking to you? Yeah, you told me to talk to them and ask them what they needed and what they <laughs> wanted. And I was like, Susan, for real, is that easy? Stop it. Like, I, I had an attitude. I legitimately had an attitude because in my head, I was like, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. No, it's not. Yeah. And I started doing that to your point. I was like, oh, okay, she was right. <laughs> yeah, because I know, because when, do you remember you had said, I can't create any content. I don't know if this, like, I don't want to waste time making stuff if they're not going to listen to or, or pay attention or engage with it. And so you just felt like you were talking to people. And I know that oftentimes in selling, it feels like we're selling to people, but sales is something that we do for people and we engage with them in this conversation and in this relationship. And so, you know, tell us a little bit about how that approach has just helped shift everything for you. I mean, you spoke about mindset and I definitely feel like that was a turning point for you to really get like hammer home what your relationship with your audience needed to look like so that you could be more comfortable and confident in selling to them. Yeah. Uh, I get emails from people now. <laughs> I like, it brings me so much joy. Like when I put polls on my posts or when I say like, you know, drop in the comments, tell me how you're feeling. And people are like, I just want to sleep. Or when people even invite me in to what's going on with their family, and I actually have to check on him. Um, I, I was talking to someone in London and, you know, he was having a really tough time. And, you know, there are a lot of issues going on with his family as well. And, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm not being positive. And I said, it's not always about being positive. It's that's how you feel right now. And that's okay. Like, yes, I'm a very happy person, but I also understand that it's not always sunshine and rainbows. And that's something that I also had to learn. I have to meet my audience where they are. And sometimes you're, you're just going to have a bad day. You're not going to feel well. Your joints are going to kill you and you're just going to be irritated and bothered. And I get that. And I'm able to adapt to where my audience is, but also not necessarily take on where they are, if that makes sense. So yeah. that, that was also a critical piece that I had to learn as well. Like I can be in it with them, but not in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think it's really interesting because even though you haven't set any financial goals, with your business per se, um, the truth of the matter is you, you've had, you've had clients, like you have been way more successful in this, these last few months than the years that you've been running into your business beforehand. So what did that actually look or feel like? When you, <laughs> I mean, you've had multiple clients and not just selling cause you've sold lots of different things. So share with us a little bit around what, like, what really shifted for you? How did you go from, you know, dreaded door-to-door -door salesperson to hating how to sell in your own business, realizing that, oh my gosh, I have to learn this thing. And then now feeling like sales is easy 
Um, and dare I say, you know, that you're, you've mastered the game of sales for yourself and your own business. Oh my gosh. It's fun. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. And that's, that's, that was my one goal in business to have fun. If I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that is, is something that as a, from a personal perspective, I was always that person that kept everything together. I could tell you what flight I was on, what plane I was on, the number, the flight number, where I was going, how many miles, like all the things. And, you know, because of all the things that have happened to me, I had to let that go. And that gave me so much more freedom and energy to do the things that I wanted to do in my business. And I used to say, I'm not creative. Like I I was like, you can, you know, I can't draw that pretty stuff. Mind you, I used to draw a lot. So I'm like, no, I'm not creative. I can't do any of that. But now, for example, like we had one of our master classes and I said, okay, this is a type of package that I want to do. And I came up with it three days later. I had a client. Wait, wait, say that again. <laughs> yeah. So I, I put together the, the package and said what I wanted to do and how it was going to serve someone else. And not even, you know, I put it out there and not even three days after that, I had a client. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Right. Um, and, and this Ebony, this wasn't, uh, you know, a beta or a lower ticket program. This was like your highest level VIP package that you had put together. Yep. Wow. Well, and so if you're right now thinking that you need more time, you, you, you need to wait on this, like three days, three days from the creation of it to talking about it to actually having a signed paying client. And I think that's amazing because too often we're being told to like create all of these things or make things more complicated than they need to be. And ultimately at the end of the day, you were able to put this together like really in the span of a weekend Mm -hmm. and, and get a a client to say yes to you that has been able to get fabulous results now in working with you too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's that one. Well, and you had multiple successes, not just because I know that when we had shared earlier, you had said, you know, you have been getting clients before. So how is this different? Because you had been getting clients kind of here and there. Was this a different price point? Um, what, what has made you feel like you've turned the corner? Yeah, great question. So part of it was price point. And I think one of the things we get wrapped up in is you have to have all these freemiums. You have to do all these things. And honestly, I ain't got time for that. Like, like, you know, I have a nine to five, so I have to be very strategic in how I serve. And one of the things that I realized is when I was having all these free things, no one was showing up. And then when I started putting a price on it, even if it was a lower price, people were like, Ooh, yeah, I want that. And yeah, I want that. So if, I had to stop looking at myself like I was free or easy or, and, and, and just accessible. Like I had to create some type of gate 
because I needed to recognize my value. And if I'm going to invest in you, you have to invest in me. And that's not to sound arrogant. That's not to say like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hot to trot and all these things. No, like as a business owner, I had to understand and recognize that my time is valuable. The value that I provide is going to be top notch. Like I'm not just sitting here like, oh, okay, like, you know, I'm just going to provide you with a personal training plan and that's it. No, like I had someone do a plan today. I texted her as soon as I saw that she completed it. I said, how are you? Let's check in. How is, how are all of your joints? How are you feeling? What was difficult for you? What was challenging for you? What do I need to tweak? What feedback do you have for me on that? Oh, by the way, I'm developing a meal plan for you. I know we talked about this, but let me make sure I'm remembering this correctly from the notes that I wrote down. I'm validating them at every step of the way and making sure that they know that they're heard because let's face it, a lot of times, many of us don't even get that. So mm-hmm. for me, it's incredibly important to let my clients know that I'm all in for them. So that, that has definitely been one of the biggest things is recognizing my value and what I bring to the table. Wow. I think that's huge for everybody, right? I, I know I struggled with it at the very beginning, even though I had sold millions, multi-millions of dollars of products and services. It's very different when you have to sell yourself and you don't always recognize the value that you have because the things that you do maybe come so naturally or so easily for you. And you kind of discount all of the time and the effort and the energy that you've put in to actually learning that skill. Because most of us, it's not like we just popped out of the womb and all of a sudden we do the thing that we do. (laughs) It's been a gradual process of learning that we uh, aren't able to always recognize the benefit of it until we take a step back and understand how impactful it is to somebody who is at the beginning of that journey and not able to have the benefit of all of those years uh, of experience and, and to reduce the heartache and the, um, the difficulties that we've gone through along the way too. Mm -hmm. And I do want to add something. Mm -hmm. And that is when you provide value, even if, you're working with someone and you ask them like, hey, can I do this for you? Because I'd really like to get a testimonial. Understand that that is some of the best marketing that you can do for yourself. Because again, we sometimes get wrapped up in, I need to make all this money. I need to meet this, 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 and this. But sometimes just having that experience can take you way farther. And and that's honestly how in my empowerment camp that I just did, we're wrapping up on Sunday. And one particular person that I work with, she brought like three or four people in the group with her because of me just constantly providing her value with my lessons learned at work. So don't discount the knowledge or another person I had, um, she listened to my podcast And she helped me with one of my assignments for my holistic nutrition certification. And she has been telling other people about me. So just don't discount that either. 
that's a that's huge right and I think I mean you don't often like to toot your own horn so I'm I'm giving you the floor here because I think it's <laughs> it's remarkable because it's it's hard it's hard to make that shift like just like we had shared earlier around the fact that a lot of people uh, faced with the same sort of hardships in terms of I mean let's face it you shared you're in a very high profile high stress nine to five. Um, you have a health condition yourself mm-hmm. with Hashimoto's. You have had a lot of personal tragedy um, happening around you and, and kind of to you as well, right? With your ex-husband, your dad, like these are not small things. And to have your accountant kind of kick you and say, I'm sorry, but you don't have a business. Yeah, I don't she know. Real hard. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing to, to be able to turn it around really in such a short period of time is, is amazing. It's very remarkable. And so first I want to like give you a pat on the back and just oh, congratulate sure. you. <laughs> but I also want, cause I think you're, you're probably under, you know, undervaluing how much you've been able to accomplish with all of these things happening. Yes. You got your amazing VIP client, but tell us a little bit about the other things because you've now launched several different products and services. How have those all done for you? Yeah, um, that is kind of funny talking about myself <laughs> and what I do. Uh, so again, one of the challenges that we actually had was to develop products. And one of the things I actually saw is you created a notebook and you put it out there. And I was like, hmm, you know, for lack of a better term, I've been going through hell. Mm-hmm. And one of the practices that I did was I focused on gratitude. I said, you know what, God, this really sucks. This really sucks. And whew, I can go into detail about that, but I will not. But one of the things that I did was I, I, I journaled about how I was still grateful for my life. I was still grateful that I could go to therapy, that I still had a job. I mean, I felt like I sucked at it at the time, but I'm like, God, I have a job. And that gave me an idea. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to create a journal. And I went into Canva. I was like, okay, I can figure this. How do I make a line in this thing? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I'm doing it. All right. Fabulous. Great. You know, I, I went back to my journal. I looked at, you know, questions that I asked myself at the time. And again, I, I tend to work in three-day increments. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was like done. I remember I was like, Susan, how do I upload this cover? This doesn't make sense. I don't get it. I don't get it. And you were like, well, did you look at that? I was like, ooh, the outline, right that. Okay. And you know, that was done and I've made sales from that. And, you know, it was my thyroid guide and just saying to people like, again, what do you need? Listening to people, being in the groups and the forums, again, protecting myself, setting a timer, but understanding what types of things they were struggling with going back to my old journals as painful of a exercise that was, Mm -hmm it informed me of the things that I needed to put in it. And that's done well to having my meal planning guide and and thinking through a lot of things. Like I meal prep every week for the week, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So 
writing out that process and giving the why behind it, because I love writing, I love telling stories and putting that out there to having my empowerment camp. And that was a a 14 day, like, let me provide you with workouts. Let me provide you with mindset prompts and having, you know, live sessions talking about health and then even, you know, just going through goals and mindset and pouring into those folks to personal training packages and virtual fitness. And like my brain is just like going crazy to ironically, what was this a week now, a week ago? My skin is dry. I'm gonna, I, I need to do this assignment a woman at work was like, oh, you know, I have a, a surgery incision and it's scars. Sometimes it hurts. I was like, well, you know, I did just read in my book and let me whip something up for you. I got to do it for my assignment anyway. Made it, gave it to her. She's been raving about it. Next thing I know, what, last weekend, again, this three-day thing, um, I made all these body butters and uh, like I made bath bombs and soap and shampoo bars. And I was like, Oh, and I, I posted about it and people were like, so where's that? <laughs> and how can I buy it? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Cause we had chatted and, and you had, you had sold those items before you even put a price tag on them. I did. Uh-huh. You had sold a whole, and not just like a handful, you hold a whole, like a table full yeah. of, of different products. And so what I'm hearing from you, Ebony, is that pretty much every single thing that you have created and put out there as it relates to your business, since we've started working together, you have sold and made money on mm-hmm. every yeah. single thing. <laughs> Everything. Wow. Thank you. Wow. And so how different is that from what you were experiencing before? I mean, I don't even want to think about that, but it's it's good from a character building perspective, (laughs) uh, for sure. Like, I I just, I did not believe in myself. My Mm. faith was not where it is now. I didn't have you, (laughs) if I'm being frank. Uh, And you know, it goes back to when you make that decision. And honestly, I was like, I can't not be successful. Like divorces are expensive. Let me just tell you that much. (laughs) So I was like, Ooh, I had to pay for this. Hmm. Okay. Well, here we go. Amazing. Amazing. Well, and I mean, I think it's a testament to you doing the work, right? Because there's coaches and programs and the difference for me in the people that do get success is sometimes it's just a a matter of timing, right? Because sometimes you can do all the work that you want, just like you experienced before, but it's just not the right time. It's either not, not the right person. It's not the right moment for you. And there's a lot of different factors, but at the end of the day, if you are committed, if you are driven, and if you are doing the work, you will see progress just like you had experienced before you had gotten results you had clients it just wasn't enough it wasn't matching the level of investment and the level of time and energy and money that you were putting out and so there was a mismatch with what the business actually needed in order to be sustainable and profitable and really to be a real full-fledged business so 
the the question that I ask everybody around, um, and we covered it a little bit, I realize, but I want to ask it more specifically here because this the show is all about mastering the sales game. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what you feel specifically has helped you to master your sales game. I have to keep it simple. The more I try to complicate it, the more I try to do all the things, it does not work. And there's been a pattern in here that I've realized is I, I mean, I work in threes, like my, my weekends are really my time to like put a lot of time, energy, and focus into my business. And in my head, those three days are sacred. Mm -hmm. And it's critical to me that I am doing what I need to do, mapping things out and focusing on one thing at a time. And now that I've been able to, to live that and understand, it doesn't have to be hard. Everything comes easy to me now. And I, 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 I mean, things do come to me easier, but sales was not that. It, mm -mm, no, it was not. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, and what would you say to somebody who might be thinking right now that just like you did before, right? I, I don't really need to learn how to sell. I can do some of the other stuff. Um, what words of advice would you encourage them with if they are trying to figure out how to be able to sell or what they need or this kind of support that they're looking for in order to be able to see better results in their business? So this is going to sound slightly harsh, but I say it with love. But one of the things that I needed to let go of was realizing that it wasn't about me. and the more I put time and energy in thinking about that one person that I would serve, the easier it became, the, the more fun I started to have. And when you turn your focus outward instead of inward, things just shift and they just start to quote unquote happen for you. So I think that that would definitely be the one thing that I would say, because it's so easy to go like, oh, okay, I'm not selling. Let me go focus on this drip sales funnel, click, whatever. <laughs> you know, it, it's easy to do that. But when you realize that it's that one person that you want to serve, the game changes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so if... Um... Let's, I'm just going to ask you one last question, mm -hmm. which is how has the experience been in kind of turning around your mindset around sales and, and being able to get the support in working with me? Was that really a question? Like, <laughs> really? I mean, and, and I, I can talk about you all day, Susan, like, and, and that's, that's not because well, I'm a client, that's not because I'm a friend, like. Really, there there are a lot of coaches out there. There are a lot of people that are in sales, but there is only one Susan. Mm -hmm. And the way that you break things down in such a way 
that makes it easy to understand the the way that you give from your heart is unlike anything I've ever really seen, like your faith, your integrity, all of those things have really and truly shaped the way I do business. And for me, it's very important to align myself with someone that has a lot of those same core tenets that I do. And when we work together, I have the ability to go on my own, do my thing and come back. Oh, ooh, that was good. Okay, let me go do my thing and come back. Like I am not necessarily someone that needs to be handheld, but ever so often when I go to the live Q&A calls or when I hear something that someone else is struggling with, and, and I've done this too, like I'll be on a call, I'm like, yeah, I should do this and this and this. And then I was like, yeah, I just answered my own question. Okay, thanks for letting me talk through that. So it's it's, having that space and that safety to know that nothing is stupid, nothing is out of bounds. And you just support my creativity, my silliness, my sometimes outlandish thoughts. And that's something that you need. So I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate you. And I appreciate like all the work that you have put into place because as a coach and a mentor like that is really what this is all about is my success is based on your success and being able to see you thrive and really just take hold of all of the learning all of the teaching and be able to implement so that you can like push that out into the universe even further and create even more of a ripple effect with all of the good work that we're collectively um, doing and and working together towards. So I did lie because I realized I said, that's my last question, but (laughs) that's not because we need to know where do we get a hold of you? How can folks that need what it is that you have to offer, want to stay connected, want to learn a little bit more about you, how can they reach you um, if they want to stay connected to you and be able to learn a little bit more about what you do? Yeah, so it's funny because I am Joyful Ebony on all social media platforms, joyfulebony.com, and I actually just did something for my empowerment group. Like I have this healthy basics guide. It's joyfulebony.com forward slash healthy basics. And it's just a, here's how we get started. So I'll definitely make sure you have links to that as well as my free thyroid guide. And, you know, I hang out a lot on Instagram. You will definitely see me having fun and being silly. I just launched a YouTube channel that's joyful ebony as well. And I'm about to start the process of continuing to work on my health journal and having, I was going to say just my thyroid course, but I think it's going to be more of a holistic course, but yeah, that's in the works. So yeah. I'm I'm very excited about all those things. So many wonderful things that you're all about. We will link up all of the ways that you can get in touch with Ebony that'll be down in the show notes below, including her podcast, so that you can go and stay connected. Thank you so much, Ebony, for taking the time to share your journey with us. I know it's going to inspire a lot of people that may be struggling in their business right now, whether you are like Ebony and still have your nine to five and have no vision of letting that go, or you've already left that behind 
and struggling to really make sales work for you, please know that if Ebony can do this, you can do this too, my friend. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for, for coming along and we will talk to you on the next show. Thanks thank so much. you for having me. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.